Blog Talk Radio. After the death of Solomon, God divided the kingdom of Israel into two houses. There were ten tribes in the northern kingdom known as the Lost Tribes of Israel. They were cast out into the world because of their great sin against God. However, God promised in the last days He would gather these lost tribes back to Israel before the return of our Lord. Unknowingly, some of the churches made up of these lost tribes known as the house of Ephraim. God is now calling them to prepare to come back home to the land He gave our fathers. The call to prepare has been sounded. And Shalom, this is your host Mark Reinbold, and this is the House of Ephraim show today. We do have with us from Mount Carmel, Illinois, Prophet Tom Decker. But first, a word from our announcers. And now, from Cradle of Hope, are some important announcements for you. This month, from Cradle of Hope, is a must have gift offer the transition of the church. God has transitioned the church since the days of the book of Acts. Don't miss out on this last and greatest move of God. Jesus Christ is returning for a church full of power and glory. This transition will bring the church forward. Send a gift of $25 or more. Call today and get free shipping if you ask for the Transition of Church gift offer. Call 618-262-2810 or go online at jewishprofit.com. Send a gift of $25 or more and ask for the Transition of the Church gift offer. Hey, welcome back in the show. It's Mark Reinbold. Got a couple announcements to make before we get going here with our great, great show we have in store for you. I just want to remind everyone that we do have a website, www.jewishprofit.com. That's www.jewishprofit.com. And for all you uh, new people out there, maybe the first time, that you've been on, please check that website out. You're going to find out who we are, and you're going to get a hold of a lot of material that you've never seen before. And you want to check that material out because you're going to start to learn the Word of God. And I'm telling you what, what a great opportunity that is. We also have a quarterly coming up here, and you can get more information about that by clicking on the itinerary button on the front page there in the upper left-hand corner and find out what the quarterly and where it's going to be. It's going to be over in Fairfield, Illinois out what we call lovingly the corn patch, and uh, you can be a part of that and begin to learn the material straight from the throne room of God. And I'm telling you what, that is a great opportunity, folks. So grab a hold of this and begin to prepare and to plan and, and get yourself down here and find out for yourself what's going on, and you can become part of this last day move of God, the house of Ephraim. And again, you can get all that information out at the website, www.jewishprophet.com. We also have fellowships available online. So, you know, if you're out there and you don't have a local fellowship or, or you want to begin to learn about the material and begin to plug in with the material, not only do we have this blog every day, but we also have fellowships available online. That's via Ustream.tv, and we have one on Friday night. I teach one myself Friday night. You can become part of that. There's also a Wednesday midweek service. And we teach only the prophet's material so that you're assured of learning the right material at the right time. What an opportunity, again, that all is. So, again, if you don't already have a fellowship in your area or you just are interested in learning more about what's going on, please consider joining up with that. And you can get more information just by emailing us at cradle at jewishprophet.com. That's cradle at jewishprophet.com. And just say, hey, I'd like to sign up for that Shabbat service that Mark was talking about, and certainly love to get you hooked up. If you want to do it just by the telephone, we can do that also. And you can give the office a call, 618-262-2810, and find out more about that also. Like I said earlier, we do have with us from Mount Carmel, Illinois, Prophet Tom Deggert. Turn with me again to the book of Proverbs, the third chapter, and we're going to go one through five here. Proverbs 3. One through five. Now we're we're now getting to some stuff here that I I know that you have uh, in the past uh, have studied uh, probably whatever church you've been in. Okay, but uh, these are these now. If you'll tie this with the uh, with the, the scriptures that we have given here from last night and the two services today, 
I think you're going to see a great relationship, all right, between them. Proverbs 3, 1. It says, My son, forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments. Don't forget the law, but let thine heart keep my commandments. For length of days and long life and peace shall they add to thee. What will add that to you? If you get the law in where? In your heart, and you keep the commandments, which is the law, okay? He says, for the length of days and long life. So you're going you're gonna to have long amounts of time on this earth, and there's something very important, he says. You're going to have peace. He said, they shall add to thee. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about thy neck. Write them upon the table of thine heart. There it is again. So shall thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. Now, isn't that something? Now, in this verse, it says, Trust in the Lord with all thy heart. Lean not unto thine own understanding. Now, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not unto your own understanding. Now, you know, as listening to these things being taught, as we all have in churches for years, you know, you, you, you get to thinking, well, don't, you know, don't lean unto your own understanding because you're going to have to trust the Lord with all of your heart. What is your own understanding? Your own understanding is right up here on top of your shoulders, okay? Because right up here is what causes you to make a lot of mistakes because you justify everything that you think about you justify that before you do it anyway. Now, when when he begins when when he begins to talk here about the fact that if you don't lean into your own understanding, that bless God, the things in it, and I didn't get the rest of the, the 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 chapter involved in this because it was going to end up being way too much and I couldn't uh, uh, get everything in. Probably I got anyway. But with the fact of all this taking place, we know that if you get to that place where you will get so tied up with God, and that's really what this is about, and, and, and don't lean, don't lean to your understanding. What? Trust in God. That's the thing we talked about this afternoon. You're going to have to trust in God. Folks, you've got to trust in God. Do you realize for every breath that you take, you're not guaranteed anything past this last, that last breath you took anyway. Okay? Now, but if you learn to trust in God, not, not, into, not into the things of your own understanding. Not in, like we talked this afternoon about the faith thing and the limb. We talked this afternoon about, about being afraid of the things of the world out here because of the, 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 the thing of money that's got a hold of, of the United States and North America so strong, and the world. Don't lean under that. Don't lean under that. Lean under what the Lord God says. Trust in Him. Trust in Him. He will deliver you. He will give you length of days. He will give you health. He will give you everything you need. But you've got to understand that you have to pass. This has to pass the understanding of your mind and come into your heart and say, look, I don't care what it looks like. I'm going to stand, and I'm going to stand with God, and I'm trusting his word. When you can get to that place, and you can, but when you get to that place, folks, it will change your life and the life of everybody that's around you. Because then you're going to become just about as strange as I am. Because I'm going to believe God. I'm going to believe God above and beyond anything that comes at me, anything that looks different to me, I'm going to believe God. That's the attitude of the heart that you've got to, you have got to bring yourself to thinking like that. You've got to bring yourself, bless God, to believing like that. Trust in the Lord. Don't lean. Don't lean under the circumstances in your life. Don't lean under the circumstance of, well, I don't have a good job. Don't lean to the circumstance of, bless I, God, I'm sick and I've got to stay sick. Don't lean to those circumstances. Trust in what God said. Because as I said before, whether you live or you die, you belong to him anyway. Somebody say amen. amen. So you see, and once we can bring ourselves to that point, do you realize, honestly, the rest of this becomes a lot easier. Proverbs 4. Proverbs 4, we're going to look at uh, 4 through 8 here. 
He taught me also and said unto me, Let thine heart retain my words, keep my commandments, and live. Boy, there's, there's quite a deal. If your heart will retain God's words, then it looks like you'll keep the commandments, and he says, and you're going to live. Get wisdom, get understanding, forget it not, neither decline from the words of my mouth, forsake her not, and she shall preserve thee, love her, and she shall keep thee. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom, and with all thy getting, get understanding. Exalt her, and she shall promote thee. She shall bring thee to honor when thou dost embrace her. Wisdom, understanding, we talked about it a few, uh, a few uh, well, I guess that was this after, uh, in this afternoon's meeting. Proverbs 4.20. My son, attend to my words, incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes, keep them in the midst of thine heart. For they are life unto those that find them, and health to all their flesh. You need to write probably in the margin of your Bibles that this is a key to health. It's a key to life, all right? Attend, attend to my words. Incline thine ear to my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. What does that mean? Day and night. Day and night. Day and night. See, that, that, that's what all this, this is about with the chip that, we, that we, we carry in the front here, a computer chip that's got the entire Word of God on it. The band that goes around our arms with a computer chip keeps, keeps the entire Word against our hearts, between our eyes and next to our hearts. Fulfillment of God's Word. What's that about? Is that going to make you change? Oh, no, not at all. But it's going to keep reminding you to change. Are you getting a hold of that? It's going to keep reminding you to change. It's going to make you come to the place of understanding that if you will get into this thing and you'll understand that if you will, if, if you will keep God's Word in the midst of your heart. Now, again, how do you get God's Word in the midst of your heart? Doing the Word continually. Reading the Word continually. Studying the Word continually. Because with it, it's going to bring life to those of fine and health unto all their flesh. Now, keep thine heart with all diligence, 23, for out of it are the issues of life. Now, 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 now wait a minute. Keep, keep thine heart with all diligence. What does that mean? It means to watch over, to watch over, for out of it, out of it are the issues of life. So your heart has the power of the very issues of life itself. That, that, folks, that, that's strong. That's powerful, powerful stuff. To realize that this thing here that we have so sadly overlooked as children of God is the very essence of the entire walk that you're going to have on this earth. And most people never have the opportunity nor use the opportunity to develop it, to make it work. Now, I didn't say these words. These words are words that come from the book. And I want, to, I want again to, to say, uh, keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. You've got to watch. 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 You've got to watch over your hearts. And you can't let anything get in there. How does it get in there? Words. Actions. Well, now, now, now I'm not sure I understand, Prophet. Somebody comes up to you and, and, and bless God, uh, says something that's unkind. Don't let it attach itself to your heart. You know, and let me tell you the easiest way to do that is just speak right out. Speak right out where that person or anybody else, I suppose, can hear and say, no, I won't receive that in my heart. I take that and rip that out of my heart. It will not be a callous to me. In Yeshua's name. That's the way you. That's the way you. You root up, or tear up. Bless God. That which is planted into your heart. That seed. 
and and as we're going to talk about and tomorrow morning deal much probably much much more on is the fact that you got to you got to understand that okay see I I always tell the story about the Orthodox and how it is that uh, I mean the Orthodox they have many things wrong okay just like the Church does but there's some good things about the Church and some good things about the Orthodoxy and one of the things about the Orthodoxy that I love is you can't go up to an Orthodox Jew and sow discord. You can't do it. They will grab their ears, they will turn this away, and they'll start screaming, go away from me, leave me alone, I don't want nothing to do with you, and I'm not going to partake in your sin. Leave! I don't know one Christian in a church that would do that. Do you? No, you probably don't. And the reason you don't is because what? That's a way of life to them. See, I keep pounding and saying you're going to have to make this a way of life. If you're going to get in this thing, you've got to get all the way in it. Not one foot in, not to the place where, well, you know, I every once in a while. No, you're going to have to get all the way in. You're going to have to guard. You're going to have to keep stuff out of your heart. And the only way to keep stuff out of your heart is to diligently watch over your heart. Don't let it get in there. Well, now, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, we, you know, we're going to have to have a raise. I mean, well, you can see that we're not meeting the budget here. We're, what's, that get, what's getting into your heart? Well, you can't, well, you can't trust God now because now what you got, unless you rip that out of there, what you got in there is you now have, uh, you're going to have to, uh, wait upon and hope for and trust the world that somehow you get, you get all of that put in the way that you need to put it in the bank so you'll be able to write the checks. And see, the, the, the wild thing about God, His principles do, do not work that way. His principles work like this. Give, and it shall be given and back unto you. Good measure pressed down and shaking, shaken over. Bless God, it will, it will come to you. And, and, and you want that to happen. You want it to flow on over and out of you and up through you and everything that you can have so you can understand. And so God wants you in that position. He's your provider. Say, God, God is my provider. Is my provider. Not, man, Not man, but God. It's strong, isn't it? God, God is your provider. So therefore, you don't have to, uh, you, you know, uh, get behind me, Satan. 24, put away from thee a forward mouth and, and perverse lips. Uh, put far from thee. Let thine eye look right on and let thine eyelids look straight before thee. Ponder the path of thy feet, and let all the way, thy ways be established. Turn not to the right hand, nor to the left. Remove thy foot from evil. Be holy as I'm holy. See, that's, it all comes back to that. And, and you know, that's not, that's not easy. You know, we, we, one portion of us in the church believes that this, I am holy because of him. And, and to a big degree, that's true. Because of his righteousness, and, and your righteousness is now of him. But the fact of it is, if you're going to, uh, if you're going to be holy, then you're going to think holy, you're going to act holy, and your heart is going to be speaking holy. Okay? And, and folks, that isn't, that is not that easy of a thing to do. That isn't something that, bless God, pouring oil, as we're going to do this evening, laying hands on you, it's just not, it's not quite that slick. Again, it takes you participating in God's program. It takes you. Once you uncover truth, once you begin to understand this is truth, this will get me, this will get me where I want to be with God, then you have to do something by what? By participating. Now, you know what the story is? Whatever it takes. Amen? What, whatever it takes. I mean, and, and, and that's where we've got to come to. Let's go to Proverbs 6. 6.16. Oh, you've read this so many times. I hope probably you have anyway. Six things that the Lord hate, yea, seven are an abomination unto him. Now he starts naming a proud look, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, and heart that deceiveth, or deviseth, I'm sorry, wicked imaginations. A heart that deviseth wicked imaginations. Now wait a minute, how does that work? Well, we did, went through the thing about imaginations, the mind. A heart, a heart. A heart. 
Well, I wish old what's-his-name fall down and break his leg out there. Huh? Is that your mind or your heart? No, that's your heart speaking. Because, you see, that's evil. That, 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 that's not good. That's not, that's not wishing something good on someone. That's wishing something evil on someone. And, again, all of these things come from somewhere deep inside here called your heart. Have areas that bless God that you never took care of and never was taken care of. Those areas that, that, that bless God that have, that have been in, in some of your lives since you've been young children. And now, bless God, as you've grown over, you don't, you, older, you don't even know why. You don't even know why you feel the way that you do. But you do. And there's a, and there's a reason for that. Good measure pressed down and running over. What I said, shaking over. Thank you, Lord. Okay, straighten that up. Right now it's going. Uh, in this 19th verse, a false witness that speaketh lies, and he that soweth discord among the brethren. Oh, man. You notice how that's put right in there? A false witness that speaketh lies, and, the, and he that soweth discord among the, among the, among the brethren. Now, surprisingly enough, most people do not understand discord that's in the church. Because if they did, now look at me, they wouldn't do it. But we seem to want to run to hear discord. What? He did what? You're serious. You, no. Really? Well, I'll tell, I'll tell the Joneses. And it goes through the church like wildfire. One time, and, and Bernie, Bernie would remember the gal, it was telephone, telegraph, or tell this gal. That's all. That's all you had to do because it, it would go right. It would go right through the. It go right through the church. You just. You didn't have to. You didn't have to be concerned about it. It would go right straight through the church. <laughs> that's been a long time ago too. Well, has it changed? No, it hadn't changed. But you see, in the same verse, a false witness that speaketh lies. Nobody wants to be called a liar. And, and with that, he says, and he that soweth discord among the brethren. As I said when we started here four years ago, that the toughest thing in this world that was going to have to happen in your lives to be part of what we're doing is to get rid of a judgmental spirit and a spirit of, of discord. Those two things. Those are the things. And see, those are the reasons why we try, we try to get you to understand. Stay off the telephone. You don't need to be voting on whether you like this or you like that about your, your Sabbath service wherever you attend. You don't need to be on the phone with your opinion about what you think about me and, and whoever else and whatever else and whatever's going on. You, you don't need to do that. What you need to do is to understand this thing's between you and God. Leave everybody else out of it. And if you get a hold of that concept, and listen, that's, that's, that's not too hard to get a hold of. If you get a hold of that concept, the rest of this thing will work out relatively easier for you. But you've got to step away and understand that discord is going to plant stuff in here that's going to bring callousing to your heart. And if I was to ask tonight, and, you know, we've, we've had some deliverance in, in the way of uh, judgmental spirits and, and, and the sowing of discord, if, I think we have anyway. Uh, if I was asked tonight, everyone in this room that, that, uh, that can stand up and say, I have not, judged anything or anybody or sown discord this week, I, I, I don't know whether we'd have to call you a liar if you stood up. We'd have to throw chairs at you. God forbid. We <laughs> wouldn't want to do that. Because we're all guilty, aren't we? We're all guilty of walking into areas that bless God that is doing what? It's callousing our hearts causing our hearts to come to a place where God can't use us, and it's not because God does not want to use us. He desperately needs to. Did I miss you with that spit? Thank you. I think it was burning everyone to sit on the front row because I spit when I got down there and went to preaching. Passed him an anointed hanky. He was all right. But we have to make decisions. Are you, are, and you know, the decision is simple. You want to stay like you are, you want to change. Okay? Well, then if you want to change, there's some things you're going to have to get out of your heart. And, that, and that's what we're here about this weekend. The biggest culprit, as I keep saying you have, is you, not the devil. It's you. But you can control. You can control you. And in some of your cases, that's going to be a real deal. Okay?
But you can. You can control your destiny. You don't have to, you don't have to let the wait around to see what the devil's going to do. No, no, no. You can do it yourself. But you're going to have to start out by doing something that's called repenting. Somebody say amen. 21. Bind them continually upon thine heart and tie them about thy neck. When thou goest in, it shall lead thee. When thou sleepest, it shall keep thee. And when thou awakest, it shall talk with thee. For the commandment is a lamp, and the law is light, and reproofs of instruction are the way of life. Boy, boy, boy. Woo! Is that deep? For the commandments is a lamp. The Word of God, His commandments are going to show you which way to go, okay? And the law is light. The law is going to absolutely be the light. And it says, and reproofs of instruction are the way of life. So evidently, we're going to have to understand we're going to be corrected. The, the, the Word will correct us. Say the Word. will correct me. And the only way for the Word to correct you is for you to do what? You have to be studying, reading, into, meditating it day and night. You have to be. Every time you open up your mouth, as we talked about today, you're going to have to consider what you're about to say before you say it. Some of us are such motor mouths, okay? Some of us are such motor mouths that, bless God, that we start talking before we think. Don't everybody jump up, okay? We don't, we don't stop to think, what am I about to say to damage myself, my heart, my integrity, and my God? What is it that I'm about to say? Is there some other thing that I should say? And if you'll do that, you'll find out there's always some other thing that you should say. Now, it goes on to say, uh, in a way of life, Proverbs 4.20. And I think that, uh, of course, this is, this, this is probably one of the things here that I, that I have read and stuck on my dash of my truck and, and everything else. 4.20. Proverbs, my son, attend to my words, incline thy heart unto my sayings, let them not depart from thine eyes, keep them in the midst of thine heart, for they are life unto those that find them, and health to all their flesh. Keep thy heart with all diligence, sounds like what we read before, doesn't it? For out of it are the issues of life. Put away from thee a froward mouth, perverse lips, put far from thee. Let thine eyes look right on, and let thine eyelids look straight before thee. Ponder the path of thy feet, and let all the ways be established. Thy ways be established. Turn not to the right hand nor to the left. Remove thy foot from evil. That sounds exactly what I did back over here. I bet I already did that, didn't I? How about Donna? Donna, the beatings will continue till morale is restored. It's on his T-shirt. I can say that, aren't I? Well, bless God, you got a double portion of that, didn't you? <laughs> well, Donna, how did I do that? Well, I don't know. We won't go. We'll, we'll talk about this later tonight. Along about midnight. All right, no. All right, Proverbs 7. I'm sorry. I, I, I didn't realize. Yeah. Okay. It says in the first verse, Proverbs 7, My son, keep my words and lay up my commandments with thee. Keep my commandments and live, and my law as the apple of thine eye. Bind them upon the fingers, write them upon the tables of thine heart. Well, that's, that, that's stuff, isn't it? Keep my commandments and live, and my law as the apple of thine eye. How you, how you going to do that? Again, the only way you can do that, folks, is totally get wrapped up into the Word, okay? And, and, if, and, and if you, if you, and some people say, well, I don't think I can do that. Oh, oh, but you can do that. That, you can do that. You know what you have to do? You have to fall in love with Him. You have to want Him more than you want you or the desires of your flesh or that of your eyes. You have to want Him. You have to understand that, bless God, that, that He created you not to be a loser. He didn't create you, bless God, to be hanging on to this world. 
He created you and separated you from this world. And that's what he did for you. And when you get that figured out, and I'm going to tell you something, some people never get it figured out. Some people go through, go through life and never find it. You know, I, I've said often here, one of the saddest things in this world is to never have found your destiny. One of the saddest things in this world is going to be, when it's all said and done, that you never found your destiny. You have one. And if you've found it, there's peace in your life. If you haven't found it, you better keep searching, okay? Let, let, let's go to Proverbs 14.10. Few, a few one, a few one timers there, okay? A few one timers there. Fourteen ten. The heart knoweth his own bitterness, and a stranger did not intermeddle. Meddle, I'm sorry, with his joy. The heart knoweth his own bitterness. Now, so my heart knows my own bitterness. Yes, your heart does. If 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 you could hear your heart speak. All right? But again, you do. And again, we've used this scripture already twice and haven't even gotten to it. Out of the abundance of what? Your heart, your mouth does speak. You hear, you hear what you believe. And again, if you will keep score, you will begin to understand who's winning this war real quick. Out of the abundance of this, this speaks. What is this saying? Are you saying this? Well, I'm going to tell you right now. You know, you're gonna, you're, you're, you're gonna grow up to be just like your drunken dad. Huh? What is that? That's not saying the right things. Well, I'm gonna tell you right now, if I, if, if I get a chance and nobody's looking, I'd take that lawn chair sitting on their front porch. What is that? And you go to what? You go to church on Sunday, raise your hands up before this holy God, and call him Father of all? No, 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 no. That's not gonna work. Well, I don't do that. Well, let's pray to God you don't do that, okay? But let's also, let's also understand something else. Let's understand that this God that we serve, that these rules that he's made, who shall find them? Wait a minute, I didn't know how, oh yeah, it's it. We have to search. We have to search. We have to diligently search day and night as searching for silver and gold to find him, to find his word, to understand his word, to realize what he's trying to do in his word. I'm going to tell you something. His word will set you free. Hmm? That's what the book says. For those that can find. Again, the way is not wide. The way is narrow. And few, therefore, shall find it. It's a searching mechanism. And you and I have to participate in it. You and I have got to bring ourselves to, 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 to the understanding. And the old story of it is you need to slap your flesh, tell your flesh to get in the back seat, that your heart's going to be driving from now on out. You're going to depend upon what's here. You're going to let what's here come out of your mouth, and what comes out of your mouth is going to be pure and undefiled. You say, well, I, 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 don't, I, I don't know. That sounds like holiness to me. Good. That's what it is supposed to sound like. Because that's, again, where God wants you. That's where God wants to bring you. He wants us holy as he's holy. He wants us undefiled. He wants us to be able to speak. He wants us to be able to trust. And I'm going to tell you something else. He wants us to be able to have. To have. He wants you and I to have. He wants us to have so much that everybody else is looking, just like we look at the heathen and go, oh, my, Woo, look at all they've got. They don't even go to church. You think, that, you think that's doing the kingdom of God any good? Uh-uh. You know what God wants? He wants them looking over to your side of the street going, wow, wow, God's blessing them, or something's blessing them. Let's go find out what's blessing them. But you see, most of us are so wrapped up into the world because we can't turn loose over here and trust God, that, bless God, whatever comes along, we just automatically begin to receive that. As I said, then your heart becomes a little calloused here, a little more there, a little until the whole thing's calloused. And the next place, the next thing that you're fighting is what? Well, I don't know. You know, I'm not getting much out of any of this. I think I'll go on down the road. To go make the next stop, okay? Let, let, let's, do, uh, let's do Proverbs 14.14. 14. 
14.14, the backslider in heart shall be filled with, with his own ways, and a good man shall be satisfied from himself. The backslider in heart shall be filled with his own ways. Now, isn't that something? What happens when you backslide? You get further from God. You, you know, the Pentecostals were backsliding and you were going to hell. That, no, that, that's not... That's not what that's about. What this is about, when you backslide, you are retracting or backing away from where you were with God. See, God doesn't want us to back away. What God wants us to do is to come on. But again, brothers and sisters, when you miss the principle of what God's doing, when you don't understand the, the rules of the game, you're going to lose because you can't play the game unless you know the rules. What God is doing through his scripture, is just simply saying, okay, here's the rules to the game. This is it. 1430 Proverbs. A sound heart is the life of the flesh, but envy the rottenness of the bones. A sound heart is the life of the flesh. A sound heart, a sound heart, a sound heart, a heart full of God's word. Again, how do you get that word inside of you? Study, meditation. Day and night, day and night, day and night. You look upon to remember, to remember, to remember. It has to become, it has to become something that is automatic to you, something that comes first. How, how, would a man, how does a man meditate and make decisions? He weighs the pros and the cons, doesn't he? Well, let's see. Let's see. If, if, if I was to take this job over here, and, and let's see, and, and I could keep Sabbath here, uh, let's see, I lose how much per hour, okay? Uh, and it's about 10 miles further a drive, so let's see, that's going to have my... Well, I can't do that. Why? Well, but, what, what, what do you mean why? Look, up, look at my figures. What have you said to God? God you're, you're, God, you're not capable of doing this. I'm sorry. I love you and all that. And, I, and you know, I want, I want to win the lottery next week. But, Lord, I, 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 you, you can see that won't work out. Do you know what God is saying? Trust me. Trust me. You walk out in faith and see if I'm not God. And for some of you, it will be the first time in your lives you ever did that. And some of you, all you do is let your mouth flop up and down about the faith that you have. Again, it's time to grow up. Either God's God or he's not God. If he's not God, let's go go find something else to do. But he is God. And he formulated everything that there is. But you know, again, what I love about God is he's always got this plan that lets us win. Every time, he's got a plan that lets you and I win. It doesn't make any difference, folks, how many times we seem to lose. God is saying, get up, dust yourself off. Now, just get right back over there and get in the game. And bless God, this time you're going to knock it out of the park. If you will do what you're being told, okay? Here comes a curveball. Get ready. Now hit it. Kapoom. Out of the ballpark it goes. Well, then before you struck out, or you got thrown out at second base, but now you just hit a home run. Do you understand? Out of yesterday's ashes, the Lord God can build you a mansion tomorrow. Okay? C.M. Ward said that. Heard him say that years ago when he was about 86 years old. Out of yesterday's ashes, God will build you a beautiful mansion tomorrow if you will let him. If you will change. See, some of us are trying to bring God down here on a level and make God be like us. Folks, God's not like us. I don't know, I don't know whether you've, you know, the charismatics try to get Jesus as our best buddy, remember? He, he was our best friend, and me and him, we're buddies, and, and he's my big brother, and he's all that. No, he's your God. And that's part of what went wrong with that, that movement, too, by the way. They didn't fear God. There wasn't any fear. 
Oh, don't, 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 don't talk about fearing God here now, now, brother. Don't, 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 don't be getting into that. You better fear God, because He's the one that you will stand before and give account of everything you've said, everything that you've done, every idle word that you have spoken. So shall it be. Now, where does that all come from? Again, it's coming from the heart. Let, let's, let's, get, let's get on here, because I've got quite a bit of ground, and I'm going to try to get it covered. Now, in Proverbs 15, in Proverbs 15, let's do 13 and 14. And again, you have all heard these. A, a merry heart maketh a cheerful countenance, but by sorrow of the heart the spirit is broken. By the sorrow of heart. A merry heart maketh a cheerful countenance, but by sorrow, but the, by, by sorrow, I'm sorry, of the heart, the spirit is broken. The heart of, of him that hath understanding seeketh knowledge, but the mouth of fools feedeth on foolishness. Boy, there's 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 there, there's there's some ideas right there. That bless God, the heart of him that hath understanding seeketh knowledge. Seeketh knowledge of what? Of God's word. You see, that's all there is. From the beginning to the end is His Word. Everything else passes away. But that's where this comes from. And, and then, he go, then, then he goes ahead and he says here, But the mouth of, the fo uh, of fools feedeth on foolishness. What is foolishness? Anything you can imagine outside of God's Word. Well, I think I'm going to uh, spend a little money on the lottery this week and see if I can win. That's foolishness. Well, that hurt some of you, didn't it? Well, I just won $50 last week, prophet. Well, fool, go put your money back in there and lose all the rest of it this week. You know, you talk about odds. The odds are trying to hit that lottery is like walking out of here and lightning striking you on the way out that door tonight, or better yet, maybe striking you while you're in this room. That's foolishness. That's you know, that's trying to get that. The Bible talks about trying to get riches. You don't try to get riches. You're already rich if the Word of God is premier in your life. You're already rich. You already have everything that, that, that the rich people want to have. And by the way, we're going to see a, a, an absolute beautiful example of this in just a matter of a year or two or three or whatever here, I think. The money system's going to fall. What's those rich people going to do then? Hmm? What are they going to do? <laughs> the story is they're out of luck, Okay. The game's up. It's over for them. But do you want to know something for us? Not going to make any difference, is it? If you've had any money, this prophet's told you to put it in silver and gold. If you have done that, you're going to be okay. This prophet's told you to put up food, make make provision for water, get yourself ready. We're about to go through two kind of hell right here in this country. If you've done that, let it come. Let it come. Whatever comes my way, I'm going to praise God. I'm going to thank God. Why? Because I have prepared and I'm ready. But if, for those that aren't ready, for those that haven't prepared, this is going to be this is going to be hell right here on earth for them. Some of them, if they can find you, they're going to be beating on your door, and they're going to be trying to tell you that they thought you was a real idiot, but now they're thinking maybe you're a little smarter than you seemed. All right, Proverbs sixteen nine. A man's heart devises his way, but the Lord directeth his steps. Boy, I like that. The heart is, the, is, going to, is going to take you the way you need to go. The Lord's going to, he's going to do what? He's going to direct your steps. But it's your heart that's going to lead. It's your heart that's going to do. Proverbs 17:22. A merry heart doeth good like a medicine, but a broken spirit drieth the bones. A merry heart doeth good like a medicine. There's nothing better than people that laugh and have a good time. Okay? Nothing better. Now, for all you sorrow... <coughs> Soul and soul people out there, try to smile. It won't break your face, okay? You may like it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But isn't it something? Isn't it something to think that having a merry heart doeth good like a medicine? There's something about that. You say, well, how do I know that works? God just said it worked right there. See, again... What was the first thing you thought? Well, I don't know whether that'll work or not. Hmm? Come on. Some of you might as well fess up. But the fact of it is, that's what God said. 
See, God is always saying something contrary to what you think, what you think, and how you think it should be. He's always, always doing that. You're saying, well, I can't get a better job, and he's saying, i got one waiting right down the street here. But you're not going to get that better job till you're willing to walk out here in faith. Now, listen, take a chance. Boy, that's scary, isn't it? That's scary. Well, what if it doesn't work? What if it doesn't work? You know, my dad had a saying that I, I used to always and still do hang on to today. He said, well, he said, let me tell you something. I was looking for a job when I found this one, and I can be looking again. And I thought that was so great because he had an attitude like that, and he meant it. He, was, he knew he could get another job, that that was just somewhere he Now, he said, well, you know, I'm limited in, 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 in my skills. Well, we all are to some degree, amen? But you understand that God, that God has brought forth uh, the gifts and callings of God. That's not a, the spiritual gifts there, okay? The church tried to teach that for years, but I want to straighten that out this evening, so... Get your little pens and get to writing here. The gifts and callings of God that are without repentance happens to be that if you are a mechanic, he's not going to take that you being a mechanic away from you. If, if, if you are a, uh, uh, given the gift of being able to fly airplanes, uh, uh, whatever that, those, those giftings are, to be a teacher, and I don't mean as in to the body of Christ, I mean in like in a school. And, and that's what that is all about. Uh, the, the church was totally wrong when they started trying to teach that as to being the spiritual gifts were without repentance. Let me tell you something about the anointing. You monkey around with the anointing uh, long enough, which is a gift, okay? It is a gifting from God. You think that that's that never going to leave? I got news for you that you it said, Paul said, quench not the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost can be quenched. So that, that statement can't be true. It never was true, but... What's true is that your, your calling, your gifts, God's not going to take those gifts away from you. He gave them to you. He predestinated them to you from the foundations of the world. And so you're out here looking for your destiny, and all of a sudden you go, Whoa, I'm called to be an accountant. I've got all this stuff. I can breeze through school, okay? I can breeze through school so easy in that particular thing, topic, all right? And that's, and that's exactly the way, that's exactly the way that, that bless God, God's entirety of all this works. Now, let's, let's go to, uh, 1814. Alright, 1814. The spirit of a man will sustain his infirmity, but a wounded spirit who can bear. Now, the spirit of a man will sustain, will keep, keep Sustain his infirmative. The heart of the prudent, prudent getteth knowledge, but the ear of the wise seeketh knowledge. A man's gift maketh room for him, and bringeth him before great men. Now, these gifting, the heart of the prudent getteth knowledge. There it is. And how, how many times have we come across this thing about knowledge, this thing about wisdom? Must be important because God keeps pounding at it and pounding at it and pounding at it for you and I. Proverbs nineteen twenty one. It says there are many devices in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the counsel of the Lord that shall stand. Many devices are in your heart. Proverbs twenty nine, twenty, chapter ninth verse. Who can say I have made my heart clean? I am pure from my sin. Who, who can say that? Who can say that? Okay? I don't know who can say that. I can say that. Can you say that? We need, we need to be able to say, take care of that problem out there. Proverbs 20th chapter, 27th verse. The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. Searching all the inward parts of the belly. The spirit of man, the heart of man, is the candle of the Lord. Proverbs 23, 7. For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Eat and drink, saith he to thee. But his heart is not with thee. Boy. For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. What are you thinking in your heart? What do you think about yourself? How do you see yourself? 
Okay? Do you, do you see yourself, uh, bless God, uh, uh, broke, down and out, depressed, sick? Is that, is that what you see? So a man thinketh, so a man thinketh, so a man thinketh in his heart. What are you thinking about yourself? Do you see yourself as being successful, or do you see yourself as being a failure? Because somewhere in your life you were told that you were going to be a failure. Now, what's that, what's that happen? Right here, it comes into your heart. It comes into your heart. And, and, and you, don't need, you don't need in your heart that kind of garbage. That, see, those are back to the things I said earlier. You've got to learn to rip those things out of your heart. You don't need those there. They will hinder you. They will beat you in the end. So a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Who do you think you are? How do you see yourself? Look into the spiritual mirror and give account of yourself. Do you see yourself? And you should see yourself, brothers and sisters. You should see yourself, bless God, of being blessed by God to such a such a, a extent that it's downright almost scary. I got to the place where... I said to Donna, I said, you know, it's, the, these blessings hunt you down and overtake you. I said, boy, maybe, maybe, maybe we need to devise some way to, to, to save up on these things and use them a little more as we need them down the line. But the blessings just keep coming to us. They keep coming over and over and over to us. And the end, and the end thereof is what? The end thereof is being successful because you have got to the point where you're thinking right. Your heart is speaking right. And as long as you can get those things done, folks, I'm going to tell you something. Your success with the Lord God will begin to change. But, but it won't change. It can't th- change until you change it. You have to make, you have to make a deliberate charge to change your heart. It's not going to do it overnight. It's not going to do it, bless God, if you do nothing at all in time. God just graduates you up the line. It doesn't work that way. It only, it only works because of, okay? It only works because you have taken control of your life. You have decided you're going to believe this. You've decided that, bless God, that this is going to work. And it will work. Let's go to Proverbs 23:12 now. Apply thine heart unto instruction and thy ears to the words of knowledge. Again, he's just he's telling us uh, you got to get into the word. 28:26. He that trusteth in his own heart is a fool, but whosoever walketh wisely, he shall be delivered. That trusteth in his own heart. What is it in your own heart that there is? There's nothing there. There's nothing there to be accounted. There's nothing there, bless God, that's going to that's gonna work this thing out for you. And that's what you need. That's what you need to get a hold of. You need to understand that, bless God, the heart is the key. And you have to unlock the heart. You have to get the heart cleaned up so that you can bring the heart into the right position to receive. And once you've done that, the rest of this thing, I will guarantee you, will begin to take shape. But again, there's so many things that you need to uh, understand that you must, uh, you must apply. You have to apply and comply to the Word. You have to. You have to. The Word, the Word will set you free. God's Word will cause you to be successful. But your mind will defeat you. The things and the circumstances of your life will cheat you from the blessings of God. Why? Because they're of the world. The things of God are supernatural, spirit and truth, to those that can find it. Okay? Let's, let, let, let's move on to Jeremiah, the first chapter. The first, no, I'm sorry, the 11th chapter. Jeremiah, the 11th chapter, the 8th verse. Jeremiah 11, 8. Yet they obeyed not, nor inclined their ear, but walked every one in the imagination of their evil heart. Therefore I will bring upon them all the words of this covenant, which I commanded them to do, but they did them not. Big time serious stuff, isn't it? What's it all about? Said they walked in the imagination of their own heart instead of adhering to the things of God. What, what, what is it that causes this to be so difficult for you and I? Is it because we're pig-headed? 
There's a word for you. Boneheaded? Huh? Dominating? Going to do it my way or the highway? What is it that causes us not to be able to understand God is right? Say, God God. is right. right. See how easy that was? Now, if you take the statement that you just made and now begin to apply it, begin begin to, to realize then if you're if you're wrong and God's right, then you're going to have to search until you find. And see, and brothers and sisters, that's the reason that all this is such a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful plan of God. There's first things first, as I told you, second things second, third things third, fourth things fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, right down the line. We have taught you many things over four years. Now we're bringing you, bless God, to a, to a place that if, in fact, you can adhere unto, is going to add unto all those other things that have begun to bring blessings into your life. Now you're lining yourself up, bless God, for the blessings of God to run you down, hunt you down, and overtake you. Just get right down and waller you, as I like to say. That's where you're going to be You're getting lined up here with. Because this is a time in which God is bringing forth. God is bringing forth a people in this day. Do you, do you think that there's any way in the world that we can be Ephraim and be sick, broke, down and out, depressed, oppressed, our children won't mind and in trouble all the time? Do you think that's what God's got in mind? I'm sorry, no. The Bible teaches us that in the last days that there will be a great move of God. There will be a power move of God that this earth has not always seen. I would suggest to tell you that it will be the greatest move of God, as the power of God's anointing, only because of what Yeshua himself said. He said, he said, in all these things that I have done, ye shall do, and even greater things shall you do. My Lord and my God, as I said over and over throughout America, North America, we're not even doing what he did. What could, what could the greater works be? What, 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 what could they look like? How could they act? When we don't even know because we can't even do what he was doing when he was here, and yet he said, ye shall do greater works than these. Come on, brothers and sisters. We missed the boat somewhere, and it's time to admit it. It's time to understand something has gone awry. Somehow we now are a powerless church. Somehow now we keep talking about the coming of the Messiah the second time, which is right. But how can Messiah come, bless God, when we are in (laughs) the condition that we're in? He said, if you will do, observe and do all that I command you this day, I will set you above all the nations on the face of this earth. Deuteronomy 28, first verse. He said, if you, if you will, if you will do, observe and do all. He said, I will set you there. I will place you there. The problem is that we don't only know not how to observe, let alone do it all. You first have to be able to observe it. You first have to come to the conclusion that it is there. Oh, boy, that hurts, doesn't it? Now you're talking about the Holy Covenant, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, it's there. The Lord God said in the last days he would send Elijah back, and he will restore all things. Hey, thank you again so much. That's Prophet Tom Deckard, Mount Carmel, Illinois. Cradle of Hope Ministries. Again, you can get more information out at the website, www.jewishprophet.com. Get out there, do yourself a favor, find out what's going on here, and you won't be disappointed. So, again, you can also get more. All the tape series is out there on the website for you to get a hold of. I greatly encourage you to get all that. You can also email your prayer request to cradle at jewishprophet.com, and we'll be praying for your prayer request. Again, that's cradle at jewishprophet.com. Shalom. Until next week, remember, with God, all things are possible.